Mike, turn your games down. Oogie movie episode of Games My Mom Found. I am Mike Alberton, and who's all of a sudden in a desert with me tonight? This is Joe Butler, but when the zombie apocalypse starts, please refer to me as Target. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Uh, this is Bill Tucker from A Gamer Looks at 40, and I, I, I don't have much other than um, I don't have much at all today. I'm busy eating. My mouth is on fire because <laughs> they made my fried rice very, very spicy. So um, you may not hear me as much as usual. But yeah, uh, thank you for having me, as always. Of course. And you get to join in our, our, our Resident Evil slowly watching the live action movies over the course of like three years now. Yeah, super fun. Slowly. And this is... Blair Farrell from comicbookvideogames.com, and I'm going to rip me a porno. <laughs> oh, man. I should have uh, picked that one. <laughs> and welcome. And I think, Joe, you weren't on Apocalypse. Were you on Apocalypse? I can't I was remember. on Apocalypse, yeah. Okay. I know Tiffany was on the first one, but she had she was done after that first movie. <laughs> She's like, I don't need to see this crap anymore. So, so we are here to talk about Resident Evil Extinction. Came out in 2007 doesn't feel that long and directed by russell mulkey or whatever hell his name is and written by paul ws anderson which is important because his wife was Milo jonovich i'm pretty sure right still is okay still is and that's how she ended up in these movies <laughs> so i had seen this movie before i haven't seen it in about five years and i remember this was my least favorite of the series but i've never seen the last one i've only seen up to five and i saw four and five in theaters and yeah so what is your history with this movie for me, I have no history for this. I, I've I've really never seen. I, I saw again the first Resident Evil a million years ago. That was the only one I've ever seen. So this this watch through is is brand new for me. And so I, this was a brand new viewing. And let me just state it right here. Okay, sometimes you look at a movie on Rotten Tomatoes and you're like, oh god, this is gonna suck. And I walked I walked into that. I walked up to my computer, going, Mike, I, I love you like a brother, man. That this is the only reason why. And I had a blast. I like this movie <laughs> oh my god i love that <laughs> i like this movie I, and i i was almost gonna say i don't know why i know exactly why <laughs> i really like this and i don't know i really had a good time with this movie we shall talk about it but that's fucking great y'all loved it I watch these movies. I try to watch these movies like every other year with my with my partner because we unironically love these movies and also love Mia Jovovic. I actually, I as as I much as I probably say that I love these movies, I I do think this is one of the weaker ones because I admit this is when they really aren't hitting the weirdness of the series, and I was pretty much bored like sixty percent of this movie. But I've also seen mm-hmm. this, I, like I said. I watch this movie every like other year, so it's not like I haven't. I know these movies at like the back of my fucking hand already, so. Okay. And Blair? Well, I mean, I played Resident Evil 2 for the first time in 1999 on Nintendo 64, so after that, I was all in. So, like, when the first movie came out, I was there in theaters opening weekend. Same thing with the second one. I wasn't so much excited for this one because, you know, the setup for one was they're going to do Nemesis, and then the ending of Apocalypse kind of teased her being the possible villain. And then they're like, okay, we're just going to do this weird desert thing. And I didn't know how I felt, but over the years, I like. I think this is my favorite, if not second favorite, after the first Resident Evil. I think I kind of should have ended here, and there's lots of story here that kind of makes the rest of the series stupid in hindsight, <laughs> even dumber than normal. 
um, and we'll get to that at the end and something you want to put a pin on as we go further. But uh, so just something, I don't know, a bit of a look. I just like how this looks, and I, I can't explain it. <laughs> That's fine. I mean, a movie can be, if you just enjoy it, you enjoy it. And one of the things that I'd love to talk about towards the end of this podcast is that get used to, like, because it's the same thing with the last movie, and same, well, the first movie actually is the only movie that actually does it, where we get, like, a really big buildup at the end, and there's no payoff in the next movie. <laughs> really? Yeah. I remember very little. I remember the fourth movie has to do with a prison. I remember the fifth movie well, and I'm, yeah. Not the, the biggest bummer is that, like, they all segue into one another. Like, the ending of this sets up something for four, and then the first 15 minutes of five are a sequence in reverse, then played forward, and then her recounting the series which takes up 15 minutes of a 90-minute movie. Um. <laughs> and then and then five sets up something really awesome and or for six, and then it's it doesn't do that. And it's weird that they don't, because it would have been super cool. But we'll get there, unfortunately. <laughs> also, I think, Blair, you could probably confirm this, because I think you and me have both seen all of these. And... My kind of remember some of them. Is this the movie with like the least amount of Resident Evil characters, or like does one have zero characters at all? Well, one doesn't have any unless unless you count Jason Isaacs as an uncredited Doctor Birkin at the end, but then that character was changed into Doctor Isaacs for two and three. Okay, yeah. So yeah, one is that many characters. I think this is the second to least because all this has is an unrecognizable Claire Redfield and then Wesker and Carlos. And Carlos. Oh, yeah, Carlos is his name. Yeah, he's oh, yeah, he he You know, the guy that was made up for this, right? And then but, yeah. five has Chris, Wester, Claire, and I guess Jill in the post credits? Yes. And it's not post, I don't think, in five. Post or mid credits, or maybe the end. I can't remember. It's we'll mid credits. Because I've seen the movie with Jill in it. I've never seen the sixth one, so I can't say that. All right, but we're not here to talk about that. <laughs> not yet. Oh, uh, yeah. it, so Extinction takes place. I didn't know this, but as I was reading, well, they probably said in the movie, but I didn't. I didn't have. I didn't have subtitles, and I was upset because my stupid DVD did not have subtitles on it. Listen, you every sub. <sighs> Mike Alberton, you. I'm sure it was there. You just didn't know how to access it. I'm I mean, telling you, I. I don't think they make DVDs ever. I, it might be illegal to have a DVD without subtitles, my friend. I mean, I only paid like five bucks for all six of these movies on one D on like one <laughs> set of DVDs on a Black Friday sale. Okay. So it's possible they're like, maybe. we gotta do the cheapest way we can. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. I clicked the menu, it said subtitles and nothing happened, but I didn't go in the menu. Uh you know, maybe not compatible with modern DVD players. It was PS4. Mm. Ah, well, I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> but I was upset. I, but luckily, luckily, the you don't need much as far as dialogue goes in this movie. I, I know I, you don't need it. And I'm going to say things that are negative. But all these negative things I'm going to say mean very little, because as I stated, <laughs> I really had a very good time with it. tonight. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it. But yeah, it's it's uh, I, the open. Now, here's the question. Was the open of this movie? This movie opens with with Alice in the shower again, draped in a shower curtain. Again, <laughs> shower running without wet hair. Again, was this a reshoot or was this literally lifted straight from the first movie? That's what I was also thinking. I don't know if it's stock footage or if they just reshot it. Because as you alluded to, Blair, it's only a 90 minute movie. OK, it, it, this movie is. Yeah, it's 90 minutes. And the first five felt like the old movie just stapled onto the front of it. 
Mm-hmm. I I want to say this isn't stock footage because if my weird memory serves right, I don't think that's the same bathroom. Also, okay. the hallway would be a little different, and then she wouldn't look the same when she goes in the in the laser room, which is definitely not stock. Yes, that's not stock, correct? Or the hospital. So no, they probably reshot it. It's, yeah. it's very beat for beat accurate. It really, it really is. So honestly, I, I wouldn't be surprised if this was their fucking house in general. Honestly, <laughs> right? They just woke out, woke, they rolled out of bed. Ah, oh, come on, hon. Do you want to? Let's shoot the first couple scenes here. What are we doing today? We're we going to Costco. What are we doing? No, nope. all right, great. Weird. It's a weird opening. It I, mean, I didn't mind it this time. Like when I was watching the movie, because I haven't. Enjoyed, I actually enjoyed this movie more than I expected to. I actually had fun watching this movie, so I, I'm. I didn't hate it either. I didn't like this open because I thought my I clicked on the wrong link. It's, I thought I rented the wrong. I really I thought I rented the wrong movie. I'm like, wait a minute, I've seen this before. <laughs> Three I'm, years I'm ago. like scrolling over it, like it's saying Resident Evil Extinction, and I'm like, something's screwing up. Like my out four bucks. Like what's going on here? So. Uh, luckily, it was uh, not the case, but yeah, it really kind of screwed with me. And again, again, they're trying to do all the setup again. They have to really assume that you haven't seen the previous films. And clearly oh, that's yeah. a trend through all of them. So, <laughs> I mean, it makes sense because I'm assuming people don't come back for everything. Like pe- there are people that, you know, especially the movies don't have numbers because that's a thing that doesn't really happen at this point in time. It still doesn't happen anymore, thankfully. So, like, you know, someone could just pop into a movie and be like, oh, this is the third one in a series, but here's your ketchup. I mean, and it, it does it right. Like, you have the weird opening where she ends up getting killed, and all of a sudden you find out that... I mean, it's, it's just a weird, like, you just see Alice get killed, and you're like, what the fuck? And then all of a sudden, I do love the part when they're piling all the dead Alices in there, though. I really do like that part. I remember when I first saw that, I was like, what the fuck is happening? What am I watching? So... Before I go into, like, my weird tangent, Capcom cannot say that they do not... They don't know what these movies are, or they don't at least somewhat like these movies. Blair knows what I'm talking about, because if I had a nickel for every time there was a laser hallway in a Resident Evil game, I'd have two nickels, which you wouldn't think is a lot. And you know that there's a there's a laser hallway in in RE, the original Resident Evil 4, but they redid it for the DLC for the remake of Resident Evil 4 for Assignment Ada. And it's not even like a, oh, well, this is a cheeky nod. It no, is it's the same thing. It's the same <laughs> hallway, funny. and it even has the, it ends with the grid sequence. Yeah. Wow. I mean, these it's movies great. made a ton of money for Capcom 2, I'm sure, so. I guess. And it's funny <laughs> because the actor Colin Salmon, who was the guy who gets gridded in the first Resident Evil was also in Alien vs. Predator, which was directed by Paul Anderson, in which his character gets trapped in a net, which grids him to death. Oh my god, is that fucking him? <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> Let's reuse the same death in two different movies that came out not that far apart from each other either. It's funny. So so one thing I want to get into before we... I have a story for the podcast. Sure. I've told you all before. We we got to the part where... It's a little further ahead, but I want to say, say it now before I forget about it. We got to the part where the main villain scientist is talking to the holograms in the room. And my husband's like, oh, I can't really hear what they're saying. Can you go fix the soundbar? So I got up and we have like this big honking 250 pound 80 inch TV. And it's weird that a TV's that heavy, but it's like a decade old TV. My partner got it because he the job he works... They closed out one of the buildings and they said, hey, we're throwing away these TVs. They're basically brand new. Come and get them. So I had to spend like I bought a, a stand for it. The TV was so heavy. The sound bar, the, the stand bent. So I had to buy legs for it. So that TV has been standing on that stand menacing over us for like the last like year and a half. <laughs> <laughs> 
You know where I'm going with this. So I, I get I, <laughs> I get up to go fix the sound bar because I, I think I guess the optical cable was starting to get old or something because the sound bar wasn't working as well as it would. So I put in the HDMI thing, sit over. I'm also, you know, an edible in because I've seen this movie more times than I've probably seen like <laughs> been to work. So I'm like, yeah, you know, movie's really good, blah, blah, blah. And me and my partner are talking, whole TV fucking falls forward. Oh, no. <laughs> Smashed it. And it was worse. We were eating pizza and we had like uh, marinara sauce. So it looked like the TV fucking killed one of us. He <laughs> came downstairs and saw. And what's even stupider is my, my roommate heard it and he goes, is anybody okay? And we were so in shock we didn't respond to him. So he put his <laughs> earphones back on. So eventually he came back down. He goes, well, I asked if somebody fell. I go, you wouldn't assume something bad happened. You just come downstairs. <laughs> I mean, so, especially if nobody answers. Yeah. Yeah. You'll be like, no oh, well, nobody answered. They must be fine. Let's get back to what I was doing. Middle of Call screaming. of Duty. Yeah. So funny. So so uh, we're looking at this TV. No, what's worse is we pick the TV up. The movie's still going. TV's perfectly fine. Oh, really? So, so we had he, here's the fucking kicker. We take the legs off and lean it up against like the, the desk that it's like a little like a table more like that. We were leaning the TV that we had the TV on. We lean against that. We hear a loud pop. Now the TV won't turn back on. Oh, no. So the own weight of the TV is what killed it. Leaning up against <laughs> it. Uh, I, th- I thought you were going to tell a, like a happy ending where it was not ripped TV. It was. Not even Resident Evil Extinction could destroy this TV, but clearly the uh, this movie destroyed your TV. It finally said, "That's enough," and fell. Ah, oh, it's a bummer, man. That's things. Well, the the last the last Resident Evil movie that we did, uh, it was it was me, Mike, and and Blair. It was uh, Degeneration Damnation. or Damnation, mm-hmm. and it was heavily storming at my house, and like the power went out before I came home. But luckily, the power came back on in like thirty minutes. So. So what do you think weighs more, my CRT TV that you saw the pictures of, or your TV? My TV, because like I said, this TV, I'm like five foot nine. This TV goes to my chest. It's a, it's not a big butt TV, but it's like, oh, they clearly still like don't know how to make TVs for this fucking TV. Yeah, the Resident Evil is a little cursed for us, huh? Yeah, a little cursed. Just a little cursed. They'll be fine afterwards. Now, if like my leg, like if I lose a leg, and that's another thing too, not nothing else would destroy this. The dog was laying on the couch, and thankfully it hit the ottoman before it hit the fucking dog. Thank God. Yeah, that wouldn't have been okay for a dog. Yeah, I, w- I was actually upset because he was like kind of limping towards me, and I'm like, oh my God, are you okay? And he went, oh, you're you're acknowledging that I might have been hurt, and then he just kind of like waddled towards me, so he's fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, off drops, but you reminded me, at one point we thought our dog had a hurt paw, so every time we see her, she would like be limping this one paw. My wife's like, oh, are you all right? And then all of a sudden, one day... She forgot and switched paw. She's like, I thought it was the other paw. And all of a sudden, the paw went down, and she just turned around and left. She's like, jigs up. They figured out I'm lying. Yeah, it was like we were giving her treats and petting her. Like, oh, are you all right? And she kept doing the limping paw. Nothing was wrong. Just She just enjoyed the attention, so she faked it. So basically, she pulled a George Costanza at play now on Seinfeld. <laughs> basically. Oh, uh, she's done it a few other times with stuff too where she'll act like something's wrong and then we'll think and then it turned out it's just nothing my, my chihuahua does that but also j- just uh, another future reference for how heavy this tv is and i know i'm getting old when we first got the tv to the house i was putting it up on the first stand that bent and i blew my back out so yeah this tv's fucking heavy is the tv broken then now yeah it's broken now yeah like i said when we lean up against the, the shelf to like because we we're just going to place it down, and then I, we we're going to buy a new stand for it. But it, the weight of its own body broke its own screen. So, well, at least it was free. So did, yeah, so at least you, it was free. So, did you get finished the movie? I finished this movie. Yeah, we 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 have a we have a sixty inch down 
downstairs. And thankfully, we have a spare 60-inch because we took three TVs. <laughs> yeah, and the spare one's in the hallway, so we're just going to pick that up. And we already have a stand for it, too. So, yeah, it's all good. Like that one won't good. break anybody. 80 inches is huge, by the way. I used to We sold 80-inch TVs, not many, but we had them when I used to work in electronics a long time ago. And, yeah, that's a, that's a huge fucking TV. Mm-hmm. But after that, <laughs> so... Anyways. I'm trying to think of a good segue. I'm really trying to think of a good. I got you know nothing, but I'll is... just jump into it. So you after know what else is heavy? Initials <laughs> with Alice, and you see the dead bodies. This is when you get the title screen in the movie, and then you get the explanation from Alice about what happened. And I guess I didn't realize this exactly, but it's five years since Apocalypse happened. Is it five years? Yeah, they, somewhere it says five years. I googled it because I didn't. I didn't catch it either, but Google told me it was five years in movie time takes place oh and then uh we're also a word of reference if anyone wanted to try to guess it no kmart is not the little girl from the last movie the little girl from the last movie just disappears and never shows up again yeah they didn't i know why jill isn't in this because the actress was busy and they couldn't get her for this movie so they just skipped her but i i don't know why they didn't just get because the girl i didn't realize this but i was watching something she's in the end of apocalypse when they when they rescue jill yet they just forget about her and never come back to it alice now here's where i segue into weird tangents because i haven't read it in a long time but i have the novelization for this movie and i don't know if that was based on like the original screenplay of what they intended because in the novelization there's like flashbacks of them being on the run from umbrella there's a whole b plot with jill somewhere else because i thought the it was basically supposed to be like jill was supposed to be the convoy leader, but they couldn't get her because she was doing Aragorn or Golden Compass, one of those Harry Potter knockoffs in the mid 2000s. <laughs> and they then you just put it in with Claire. But in the book, it just explains like, like even how the virus gets out. Like one of the like zombies like bites one of the people who's guarding the gates in Raccoon City, and then he gets out. And I think I was reading the trivia that there was supposed to be a scene where there was going to be like a hearing or a hearing or a court date and someone like a zombie was going to come in and that was going to be like, I guess the, like the zero event for all this. And then you just have the exposition that the T virus has apparently destroyed the ecosystem. Yeah, that was not, not how that works, but okay. It was also too quick. Five years is not a, it would have taken a lot longer than five years for the world to be this ruined. I was to say, I, it's funny. Cause you're right. I, the, the time period is is definitely feels very condensed. But boy, do I love the Mad Max Resident Evil vibe. I think the aesthetics of this is really cool. I, I like this idea of a withering planet, even though you're right. Trees can't get viruses. It's not <laughs> how that works. Well, but, I mean, like, yeah, she <laughs> gets sick in. Well, in the first game, there is a plant that is infected with a T virus. So. Canonically, like there is Plant Forty Two, so canonically, possibly you can jump species to plants somehow. And in Resident Evil Two Twenty Nineteen, there's like plant zombie things. So they do have like plant monsters, so it's not out of the realm of possibility with Umbrella Wacky Super Science. Okay. Yeah, and then if you want to get a little bit weirder, even too later on in RE Seven, they established that like there's an entire swamp in Louisiana that's like infected, and they basically have to cut off the the swamp bog from like civilization. Okay, well, I did not realize there was a precedent for that, but that's that's okay. So, I had forgotten all that, and I played the majority of games you just mentioned. So I played all the games you just mentioned, and also as we were in the chat, it's basically because 
like the director watched Mad Max with Milovic's brother and said, yeah. hey, we need to make a new Mad Max, whether it makes sense or not in this universe. <laughs> I love it. I love I think it. it. Made me appreciate the movie more having that fact than I would have before. I I like it because it's it's an original idea. None of the other the, for for Bill's form of reference. I know he's never played any of the games. This isn't based off any game so far. And I kind of like it because it's 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 original and it makes sense because the T virus is a bullshit virus. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just like it's just the MacGuffin virus is you can make it do whatever it wants. It mutates, does its thing. Uh, I just really like the aesthetic. I like the look. I, I, I don't know. I, for me, it was a very cool. Everything's dusty and grimy. Nothing works. Everything's full of sand. There, uh, there was something very neat about that. And uh, I think the costuming in this movie is very good, too. Like the, all the zombie effects, all the they look really good. CGI mixed bag. But it is the era. Uh, there's some really deliciously bad ones, which, again, just so fun. Yeah. Uh, but I think aesthetically, it's very cool. I like the setting. And again, I like this like this Mad Max style Resident Evil movie. It, it worked for me. And again, I'm somebody who's not like you said, Joe, I'm not coming from the games. So I don't care if it matches game canon or not. I just want to watch zombies get stabbed in the head with crossbow arrows. Like this is all I'm here for. <laughs> I'm here for nothing else. And, and some really very entertaining blood and guts. So yay. The, the sun cake zombie look just of them just being so dried out was so like well done and i, I remember what? just reading some of the stuff where it was like that was so much work to do it for like all of those extras and then i guess they had to use some visual effects and it was just kind of like an awful shoot because they're just like in the sun all the time oh can't imagine be so thirsty oh, i can yeah. think of i need some i need some water please so <laughs> you you mentioned the outfits bill it's two things first one is i love i agree with you i love mia jovovic's outfit it is very much like sand sand apocalypse you got like the yep. boots with the spurs and yep. you've got the long coat and i love the goggles and everything and but then you have my other two nickel issue which is you have you they there are some characters from the resident evil games you have the introduction of claire redfield who there's two things you recognize claire redfield from one being she's wearing red because all the resident evil characters have a color theme and two she has a ponytail does not have either of fucking those in this movie, <laughs> and she doesn't have a ponytail in the in the new Resident Evil movie. See, at least she has a jacket in the new movie. Yeah, yeah. Well, she has red hair in this movie. She's not supposed to. <laughs> I don't know. Again, I, this is again. I can see that being annoying though, because because Claire, yeah, Claire. That's a that's a classic character, right? Like you got to get that right. I, I I I agree. Like get that right. No, I think Claire had Blair. Claire red hair. Yes. No. Uh, I mean, it depends on like the rendering because it's hard to tell. I think it could be like, yeah, I always thought it was more dark brown, but it, it can be like reddish. It, like, because I mean, we look at say like Resident Evil, this came out in 2007, so the only references were clear were Code Veronica and two, both of which had like two different art styles. The like, Code Veronica has like three. <laughs> Or right possibly on. four for the character model, so it's really hard to knock it or to like lock it down. <laughs> yeah, maybe it does go redder. I can't. It's been. I mean, yeah. I feel like it's red hair and damnation degeneration, but that did not come out at this point. <laughs> and I think that's an interesting though for the movie itself, because again, with the, when it comes to video game adaptations, you really have to feed both both tables, right? You got to make sure that things are accurate enough for the video game fan. 
People are there because they like Resident Evil. And then you also have to make things good for the popcorn munchers who just want to go and see a dumb action movie. That's not a reductive yeah. statement, by the way. I am slowly becoming one. I don't care. Resident Evil <laughs> 3 is fun. But yeah, even, and even yeah. then it gets to the point, like in Resident Evil 5, like the live action Resident Evil 5, they introduce a character for the game called Ada Wong, and they're in basically a video game world. It will make sense when we get there. And in like Resident Evil 4, like the original Resident Evil 4, and I hate that I have to say that, <laughs> like this character of Ada Wong is in like a red cocktail dress and high heels. And this character in this movie is also wearing it. And it's cool for people who play the game, I guess, to be like, oh, look, she's in cosplay. But also this is totally impractical right. for their environment. And even like Jill in 3. Like, it's an iconic outfit, but, like, you're in a zombie world. I'm not going to wear sleeves and have a totally exposed neck. Like, it's a city <laughs> of things who can bite me. <laughs> yeah, I, and there's a, there has to be a, there's a happy balance, right? Because, again, you do want to throw those treats out to the longtime fans. But so I think things like getting Claire right is a quick win. That's that's not something you should get wrong. You put little nuggets in there. That way the true fans get, get that little endorphin hit of like, oh, yeah, that's cool. I get that. That was neat. Wouldn't it's have been hard either. Just give her a yeah. fucking jacket. Yeah, give her yeah. Hey, wardrobe. Jacket, please. Yeah. That's it. I mean, I know they're in the desert, but still, like other people wearing jackets, so yeah. it'll work. And desert does not necessarily mean hot. It's an extreme temperatures. And I mean, her thing is more of a vest, too. It's like a pink vest. And in Code Veronica, it's also like a vest. So that's all they needed to do. But eh, I I think they got the character right. Yeah, I I, I assume. I just love how we're such a bunch of fashionistas on this show. Like, I don't know. (laughs) The the taupe pants is really clashing with the we like our art. 55 belts that are around in the Tomb Raider shorts. Yeah, none of this is it's really clashing. Yeah. I mean, it's also 07, so it's less of a caring if the characters are right. I mean, you're just happy you get the name drop kind of thing. It's how we, you know, I, I think more now we're more used to it. Like now we're actually getting comic book characters with classic costumes, not yeah. wearing all leather and spandex. Yeah. So <laughs> different time. But no, I mean, I agree. I was kind of like, yeah, I guess because I, I had watched this movie and this is more in my zeitgeist before i had played all the games so i didn't bother me as much so i played i played some of them but not really until later not really until this podcast actually and whoever whoever's listening to this podcast because i know people keep tabs of like mike doing like shelf stacker box i need you to bring up a counter every time blair mentions people not having their necks safe in these zombie or vampire <laughs> movies because it actually Sorry, really funny. get to it <laughs> start going back in time and listen all the well, episode blair's on but you can't search it you have to just know what he's on so good uh, <laughs> well it's it's funny because I, I have a friend, an internet mutual's name is, well, I guess as a player one podcast was a hacker alias insane Ian. And he is on the game grumps know him because he apparently has the dollar amount of each of them and how much they won in Wheel of Fortune and all the various Wheel of Fortune games they played <laughs> and how many games they finished. But I mean, this came out and the thing, too, is like. I, I'm we just started watching the new Castlevania on Netflix and I was just commenting to my fiance like the thing that's great about this show is that basically the Castlevania story is nothing so you can just paint with a wide brush and do whatever you want and it was the same thing with this is that you have Claire and basically the most you get from Claire is that she's very maternal and caring like in Resident Evil 2 it's basically her taking care of 
a small child and Code Veronica, it's her kind of comforting someone who's undergone some trauma. And in this, she's the like kind of mother leader of this convoy. So it's very much in line with like how Claire Redfield is. Okay. See, apparently we're just upset that they don't have the right clothes, me and Joe. Yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> they could have given her a red shirt. And she wears a hat. You can put the ponytail in the hat. I mean, come on. Come yeah. on, movie. Quick wins. <laughs> the quick wins. I, I do like how this movie is kind of broken up in two parts at first, where you have Alice doing her thing, and then you cur- pretty quickly get introduced to the convoy, too, that aren't together, and then you have, like, two separate stories of them just driving through this freaking desert. We, uh, it we, works. Like, when Alice goes to the radio station in that first part of the movie with the family of cannibals, like, this was amusing to me, and I didn't think about this till after you guys put it in the chat a couple days ago, about how it's very much like Road Warrior, or that type of movie, like Book of Eli, for example. Something of that nature, and it made me appreciate this little scene of her just being a badass a lot more. I just liked it. It's just so stupid. Uh-huh, where the guy is going to essentially rape her and then she just kicks him in the face and murders him that way. Yeah. In front of Ma and Pa and all my families. Yeah. It, 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 she just drop kicks him in the face, little blood splatter. Blip, gr- throw mama killed, from the train runs over. Him. She's like, he's dead. Uh, it, it's, <sighs> it's so stupid. And it's the way so they talk deliciously. So <laughs> they all have like that very like, you know, redneck type hillbilly oh, bread thing going on with the way the voices and stuff. Uh, Come on, Ma! Like it just—I mean, I've never seen Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but I'm assuming it goes with that same vibe. Yes, yeah, yeah, Deliverance and all that. Yeah, yeah it's 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 uh, I don't know, but it was. But I think what really makes that scene work—it's not um characters. I think the action in this movie is actually—I think—very well choreographed. I think for me, everything made sense in space. Alice is using her environment in entertaining ways. She's kind of noticing noticing things in the environment that she can use to her advantage. She notices that the platform is going to fall while the yokels are going (laughs) (laughs) their demon hounds are are trying to bite them. All this is very entertaining to me. What we'll get as later on, because Paul W.S. Anderson directed the first one and then he was doing Alien vs. Predator, so we handed off director, it was Alexander Witt, who is mostly known for secondary direction. This was his first feature, and this Russell Mulchai, he was the director of Highlander, so I'm assuming he's just more confident with like framing. Because I'm not, I'm you know, I'm not that much of a film expert, but you'll see later on because Paul W. S. Anderson takes up the directing reins again, and there's so much fast cutting and slow mo. Like six is, it's hard to understand what's happening. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that doesn't sound great. I uh, yeah, I, and I did actually notice that because again, I didn't, I didn't realize he didn't direct it, but I could tell there was something different about it. Some of the shot selections are really good. I think that I, I, I noticed that this time around, especially when it's a little more still. I think the middle of this movie kind of sags quite a bit, but we'll get there. But it's, it's yeah, there's definitely more style to it and a lot more craft. And I think, and I thought the action was. Pretty much across the board, very well framed and well staged and a lot of fun. Yeah, it was definitely fun. Like that, that was something I noticed this time around. Like I was just enjoying stuff like I wasn't like you said with the dog. And then when it goes back to the convoy, I was just enjoying the movie. Like when you're first introduced to Claire and Carlos, I mean, I wanted to hear convoy, the stupid song in the background. because That's what it should have been playing. Breaker Breaker 1-9. It did, because they're like, anybody got smokes? No, I don't got smokes. You got smokes? No, I don't got smokes. Like, it was stupid, but it was just 
it was funny. It's endearing. I think that's the term I would use. It's endearing. This is this crew of convoy people. And I didn't even recognize the, uh, oh, what's it? Not Josh. What's, what's the character's name from the, uh, from two Carlos? Carlos. 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 Thank you. I didn't recognize Carlos at first until they, him and Alice meet. I'm like, Oh dang, that's Carlos. That's right. Okay. So I didn't, I, I it kind of was familiar in my brain, but I didn't understand why. Character of Carlos has been in basically triple the amount of Resident Evil movies as they are in Resident Evil video games, not counting <laughs> remakes. That's funny. He's only uh, yeah, he's only yeah. one game. Three. What yeah. movies is he? He's only in the second movie and the third movie. Uh he's he's in the fifth one. You'll find out why. Oh, okay. Uh, oh my oh no. Oh, oh no. Yeah. You yeah. are right, Blair. God damn it. <laughs> I remember ex- I know exactly what he's talking about. Okay, it's probably what I think it is then, because it's been a while. But just like that whole atmosphere of how they did it was just very amusing. And like and then it cuts to the round table meeting at the underground to show you like where the villains are, and you have that meeting where you first get introduced to Wesker and the holograms, and again, it's getting you more <laughs> invested in the story. Okay, so I, I have a weird tangent because I, I am fucking confused and it's Resident Evil logic, so it's fucking bullshit. So I, right. I wanna I wanna I wanna say this real quick. Okay. So they're at the round table and it's the meeting of it's the meeting of douchebags because it's all these head egg executives who basically ruin the earth and now they're like, Well, how are we gonna survive? And you have the head scientist who's uh, what the fuck is his name? Dr. Isaacs. Dr. Isaacs, which you 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 know, you see him, he's like he's the guy at the end of the last movie and whatever. So his plan is to make clones of Alice. They're not perfect because Alice survived an apocalyptic situation. So he needs a clone to survive a very heavy, stressful situation because somehow that makes the virus better. And when that makes the virus better, they'll be able to reverse the T-virus and kill all the zombies. Well, here's the thing. Well, one, I'm going to start a band called Wesker and the Holograms. That's just an awesome <laughs> And you all going to wear glasses? And... And, well, that's another thing. It's like, okay, they have a Wesker and he's wearing glasses. And it's like, okay, well, in the games, there's a reason. Well, later on, there's a reason why he has glasses. But, like, okay, you're underground and you're wearing sunglasses. Like, we all know in the games, it's it's a character thing. But they, like, they want to use zombies basically as cheap labor. Kind of like <laughs> uh, Topher in What We Do in the Shadows. But also, it's like, okay, we have to find Alice. Like, they should just really send out a, a broadcast somehow being like, Look, I know we're evil, but also, you know, we can't sell anything if there's no people. So, like, if you just come in here, get a needle, we can fix the world. Like, they don't need to be so antagonistic. Like, the whole thing about Umbrella is that they're selling bioweapons, but who are they selling them to? (laughs) Like, you know, they can't sell drugs. Like, we're in a docile workforce. Like, for what? You're a pharmaceutical company. Like, you don't... (laughs) make bombs you make like aspirin and bioweapons that you sell to people <laughs> but everyone's dead except for like a bunch of people in the desert and a bunch of scientists underground like they should really be like we done screwed up like just come here <laughs> we done screwed up. we'll like take a shot and then you know we'll help fix the world <laughs> like also yeah I, yeah no, I, I, real quick too because it's really goofy as well they say they're running out of food, but they have the ability to clone people. Like, if your technology is good enough right. to clone people, you can clone cows and maybe even plants. See, that's like, the, the whole thing, because 5, they also bring up the clones, and 5 is like a prequel thing. And you're a corporation who has perfected human cloning, but you're still so 
obsessed with selling like monsters that are turned inside out with landslide <laughs> tongues instead of perfecting human cloning. They're not smart, it's, okay? They're it's not smart movies. They're it's, Sauron. It's like you can clean, you can cure cancer. No, I just want to make dinosaur people. I love that meme. <laughs> I know it's a comic book cover, but I love it. Comic book page. It's ve- it's very. I think I mentioned it. It's very. It's very arbitrary science. Mm-hmm. Science for the sake of science. You don't need a reason. It's science. But you're right, Blair. It's so funny. You don't need to do this anymore. <laughs> I have a question for you, Bill, because I know that there's a part that early on in this movie, within probably the first like 15 minutes. Is when you have Alice go to the gas station and she gets that Alaska map. When you first saw, did you think that was gonna have something to do with actually have to do in this movie? What do you mean? You mean when she gets the Alaska map from the from the rotting, rotting corpse covered in flies? Yeah. Did you think that would actually be like, okay, here's a climax of the movie, or here's like, you know, not this is the movie for two movies from now? Oh no, no, I thought it was just what? Well, I, wait a minute. Pardon? I so they're gonna yeah, so I saw the map. I'm like, oh, I guess this is where they're gonna go and try to get to. Alaska's an odd choice though. Little odd. It's a ways away, and I, I don't. Mean, why not go to Newfoundland? At least that's only surrounded by water. Well, no one I can't, just... But can you drive to Alaska? I guess you can. Yes, I guess you can. Can. I know someone in Minnesota who drove from Alaska through Canada to Minnesota when they moved. So yeah. Well, I <laughs> Blair the Canadian. <laughs> yeah. The Wonder Woman eighty four thing, where like okay, like in Wonder Woman eighty four, it's like okay, we have a fully fuel jet and we're going to fly from wherever the hell they are in America to Egypt and like you know we're jumping way way further to the end about how we actually fly. you cannot have a helicopter with that many people in it to fly to Alaska like you're no. going to have to stop somewhere and get yes. more helicopter fuel <laughs> yeah and you think regular unleaded is hard to come by wait till you find good luck trying to find helicopter fuel you're right I had the same thought like you that's how we're getting to Alaska my third thought was no no. You won't get their helicopter. I mean, it's it's too far. But I think in the, if I remember right, the fourth movie, they're still trying to get to Alaska. No, so this is they, a recurring thing. There. OK. Yeah. OK. Well, I, I know what's in Alaska, but I can't remember what movie that happens in. It's it's four. It's the next one. OK. Yeah. So w- one thing that I want to talk about, too, speaking of of getting to Alaska and things not making sense. Um, I want to backtrack just a little bit because we saw them having a pit of Alice. Do they have the also the ability to make a fucking adamantium like level fence? Because they're stupid asses. Instead of burning, <laughs> having a burn pit for these fucking bodies, they leave them out in the open in a world full of fucking flesh eating monsters. And they think that's a good idea. And you know it's not because later on in the movie, you see more zombies around that fucking area. Just it's- throw them over the fence. Yeah, or bury them, or like you said, just burn them, or do anything other than let them sit there and rot. There's no way, and you know they're not doing like eight tests a day, but so these bodies get... are surprisingly well preserved for being there for weeks and weeks and weeks. What a bunch of messy Betsy's. Please also, clean up your plate. Just like okay, we're uh, we're gonna plan our evil super science base for the end of the world. Okay. Need food, uh-huh, generators, uh-huh, solar panels, uh-huh. 40 million copies of the same red dress and boots. <laughs> okay. Okay. Like, don't ask questions, we just need them. <laughs> Foreman, where are we going to put the burial trough? Um, pardon? Yeah, just in a trough. We just the body trough. We just need to pile but these things up here. We, sure you don't we, want, we like, don't... a shoot or something? Not just a trough, just a big old pit. That'll do. We can't we can't hold any more food. Like, why, sir? It's like because we need the closet for the red dresses. <laughs> <laughs> I love that so much. 
sir, we, we, we can get some, sorry for saying this, but we can just get some industrial size washing machines. Can we, instead of the giant closet full of dresses, we could do that. Nope. The dress has to be coded to that person. And then we throw it out with her dead body. Yeah, we don't, they just leave it out there. Do you know That's how hard it funny. is? Do you know how hard it is to get blood stains out of a red dress? Like we get, we just gotta throw the whole. It's boots too. Don't even recycle the boots. Just throw the whole woman out whenever she dies. That's it. Just, just like a piece of meat. <laughs> just like that's it. Disposable. So funny. Pretty good. And by the way, speaking of chain link fences, this really did bother me. <laughs> there are a thousand shambling monsters just growling and drooling against this little chain link fence. I think it was made of adamantium or whatever that that this fictional metal is. Because this is like a little chain link fence, and they're all pushing against it. And I'm thinking, hey, Vault yeah, Tech, could you could you do a little better on the perimeter? The our our plucky adventurers have these like beacons that they're using for their perimeter, and you got that thing 20 years ago from some roofing material company or whatever. I, that little dinky fence was really bugging me. It's, like, it's a weird take. Like, why do you have this fence? Like, you know, you think there would have been a wall or something else that's made to protect your lab against the fact that it's underground. But still, I mean, the zombies got in there. You go, you open the elevator up and they'll just come on in and you have infection everywhere. You Please. built a bunker that's three miles underground and has crazy laser technology. Certainly, sir, you could have built like a wooden fence. Oh. You haven't seen the extent of Umbrella's crazy bunkers until you get to part five. <laughs> uh, no, it's no, it, it, it's four. It's four, Blair. It's four. Or is it five? No, it's right. You're right. No, it's five. Five. Four is yeah. a prison. Okay, four is a prison. Okay. Oh, so one thing I also want to make a comment on. It, it's a little forward, but I think it's fine. So this is 2007, and I, when I was watching this movie, I paused it to check. So this, is, this movie came out after four, but before five. And five is when they establish that they are kind of sticking with uh, like Plagas and and uh, like like that kind of what they're using. And you know that because in this movie, they don't really use Plagas, but in later movies they do. So in this one, they just invent super zombies that don't go anywhere after this movie. Wonderful. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, I mean, the super zombies is just essentially a reference to Day of the Dead and Land of the Dead. Well, kind of a crimson head, too, because I think yeah. in oh, the okay. trivia, they're just like, well... You know, when we were making these, you know, a point of reference was like the original series and then four came out. So they had to kind of make a new threat. Um, I also like when they kind of get the file. It's like, oh, in the games, you would just find a random file on a corpse. And like, it's a very <laughs> cute little Resident Evil thing to like, do you want to take the journal for Alaska? Like, yes or no? <laughs> yeah. OK, I didn't think about that, but that, that OK, that's kind of funny. I mean, during one of the early parts of the convoys, when you have AJ get bit by a zombie, which is just stupid, because this is a guy who survived, you know, he's in apocalypse, he survives that zombie apocalypse, and you just kill him this simple by having him get attacked by a zombie, and like, he didn't even need to be in this movie at all. You did not need to get Mike Epps back when he doesn't even do anything comedy really related in this movie. It's no. like he's just there to wrap up, uh, if we had him in the second movie and he was free, so we got him back, but we're just going to kill him off, no big deal. See... <sighs> Yeah, I agree, but also I think it just kind of brings some weight to, like, later on, to because, like, they lose, like, almost everyone, and it just makes it so desperate as to what they're doing. But not Kmart. But, Kmart, she survived. Yeah. I, I think also, too, it, it lends its, like, ticking time bomb also. Like, you you know in the back of your mind, like, when is he going to turn? Oh, right? okay, yeah. So I think that's kind of part of it was there's now this this element that the audience knows is about to go off, but of course the, the, the people don't. Although I asked myself too, did no one check him for bites? Like, did no one be like, hey, 
You look a little of redness there by your, your camo jacket. We should take a look-see at that. Oh, boy. And, of course, he's not going to say it because then they'll probably shoot him immediately. Like, oh, well, yeah. Hank, you're gone. That's kind yeah. of a trope for these things, too. There's always, like, the person who's like, oh, yeah. oh I'm big, but I'm not going to tell anyone, which is why I love the season two of The Walking Dead video game. Because Clementine gets bit by a dog and everyone thinks like, oh, my God, she's going to turn. She's like, no, 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 it was just a dog. And then she basically has to convince everyone that it was like a dog. (laughs) (laughs) No, what what really irks me in this movie is the main point. I notice that every time I watch this movie is that CJ is bit. And there's like three moments where, you know, you're bit and you know, you're not going to find a virus. He lets other people die when he could have sacrificed yeah. himself. He lets yes. the girl die that he was sleeping with, essentially. He, he lets two people die on that bus. And then he also, like, he almost gets, I think, Kmart killed when they're in the fucking van later yeah. on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He turns and I think, I don't remember if she kills him or someone else shoots him in the head. But So let's, and these are the stupid things that I <laughs> think about when I watch these, any post-apocalyptic thing, or people trapped in a thing. And I'm glad we're normalizing it now because I don't know if anyone has watched the series Yellow Jackets. No. Okay. Well, they do in The Last of Us because, like, one thing I always wonder about these things of, like, yeah, women, women have periods. And that's what I think about all the time (laughs) when I watch this shit. Like, how do they deal with it? And I'm glad they're normalizing and kind of touching on it. So, like, okay, it's implied that he's with Ashanti, like Betty, I think her character's name is. So Literally like, Nurse Betty. Yes, Nurse yeah. Betty. <laughs> so yeah, Nurse Betty. if you're infected with a virus saying you like may go with someone or possibly have sex, like, are you using a condom? How expired is it? Can these things be passed through bodily fluids? <laughs> Probably. Yeah, it's a good point. <laughs> Probably. I mean, if, it, if it's covered by a bite. It would it would probably be the same thing. The, these are probably things they don't want you to think about. But sometimes no. the movie is not positing a lot of stuff. Your mind starts to wander in certain places. We're curious. <laughs> we're curious people. We just need to know these things. To be fair, I know one thing that they 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 show a lot in these movies, but it's never brought up, and I'm surprised it's not. They there's plenty of moments, at least one in every single one of these movies, where someone shoots a zombie in the head and they get blood in their mouth, and it's just never brought yes. up ever again. Good point. Yeah, Another that, good point. The only movie I know that ever does that is 28 Days Later, where he has blood drip on his eye and he gets infected. Mm-hmm. I mean, technically, yeah. you would be. Because I remember watching the behind-the-scenes feature for 28 Days Later, and they were going to film an ending where I think someone, they're like, okay, there's a cure for, like, the affliction, but you have to, like, basically drain all the blood out of a person and give them a complete transfusion. And then they're oh, just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. that's I mean, you're dead stupid then. because if there's a drop of blood in your system, it's going to ignite it. Like, how do you make <laughs> sure that every single drop of blood is out? You can't, like, unless you're a vampire. Yeah, that's just, you, you're dead. You, you look like that. You look like the mummified aliens they found like two weeks ago. Is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, and I got a question for you guys. Well, I, I didn't realize we were watching the Star Wars movie. When Alice is in, have, when she's sleeping, and you know, she ends up having the where she's dreaming and all of a sudden she lifts the motorcycle up in the rocks. And I was just thinking to myself, Luke, Luke, use the force. All I can think of when when all the levitate, I forgot to. So I thought she was having a dream and I'm like, oh, that's right. She has Stranger Things powers. That's right. <laughs> yes. That's right. She has 11 powers. I, I swear to you, every time she used an 11 power, I was waiting for a little drop of blood to come out of her nose. I I. I know, of course, it wasn't going to happen, but I, my brain <laughs> inserted that every time and it made it very fun. 
I was waiting for Star Wars music to start playing, especially during that part when she's dreaming. I want I wanted to hear Star Wars music. Oh, also, because I got the movie playing in the background, too. Nurse Betty does check him for bite marks, but she doesn't do it very well because she has a crush on him. So whenever she goes, oh, you're fine. And she walks away. He lifts his shirt up to show that he's bitten. Right. Yeah. And by the way, they also I, I it's implied that they uh, steal off for a little for a little hinky panky. And I guess they do with their clothes on because there's no way. I guess I guess you just take fully clothes. It's only a rated R movie, so you can't take your pants off. So hey, it's we. Yeah, and that's another thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's full topless and nudity in part two, so hmm. yeah, you're right. It might have been part of the contract. Paul W S is probably like, look, if I'm directing the movie, all bets are off. I don't <laughs> want any other directors. But, but was there full frontal in two? I can't remember. Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. Because I, I remember specifically in the commentary for one when i watched it back when i first got my playstation 2 and someone she was like oh there's my commitment to the film you can see my nipple for a hot second and one of the sleazy producers is like if you were committed to the film you'd see two and then in part two when she's in the weird birthing pod you see full frontal that's right that's right and i i think you are right bill because i don't think you see like her like chesticles again until like the last movie so you're probably right he probably specifically said you can make these movies without me directing yeah no no naked wifey no (laughs) (laughs) that's mine and not yours yeah it's it's one of those weird things it's a movie where literally buckets of blood guts you said turned inside out monsters Mm -hmm. and and everyone's very coy about the upper chesticles area (laughs) so it's it's yeah it's again i don't care i don't really but you're here for it's very it's i'm not what i'm here for i'm actually here for the buckets of blood and the arrows to people's heads that's what i'm actually genuinely here for so there's a there's a couple scenes with a convoy like where they just unload the bus and then like they're all scavengers which i thought was kind of weird but there's not a whole lot to say with that. But like you, you have the part because the convoy's big thing is then you have the crows. That whole scene with the crows that comes up, that is yes. a good horror moment. I agree. And I, I agree. wanted to know if somewhere the guy that's driving the bus was named Forrest. I was just thinking that like, would somebody go like, hey, I just wanted someone to go, hey, Forrest, just, just say Forrest just once before he dies, just to give me that joke. Forrest in, in RE one gets killed by the crows. That's the yeah. grenade launcher. Oh, I, I just, I, I, just, I know. I just, <laughs> I just wanted I to would, tell you like, why I'm making this. Joke. I stay, I stared off the space. I don't know what that. But the, the crow stuff was, it was good and creepy. Like it's a I, very, I like there's one part when they're unloading the bus into the other car and a girl gets hit and falls off and she's just swarmed by crows oh. and just murdered. Like they do a really good job of making it just terrifying. Let, legitimate top fears being like ripped or eaten alive. You're pretty safe as long as you don't go find the alligators. Uh, tigers can always jump out of the fucking zoo habitat. Yeah, but you do live in Missouri, so uh, do you have a zoo in Missouri? We have a zoo in Missouri. We, uh, we went we went to the zoo the first time we were here, so oh, so that's why you're scared of tigers. <laughs> but uh, we we skipped over a very important part though. It is uh it is the uh, ma- uh Doctor Isaac's being the most ruthless fucking scientist oh, yes. ever. Where he try I guess they try injecting the zombie with a regular Alice solution formula to see if it'll work. Because it's one thing that that's touch of the movie bring up is. Dr. Isaac is obsessed with finding Alice and she even has like a trap, which somehow she finds. And I, I, you can tell they, uh, they skipped over, like they cut content from this movie because she just has a watch that's able to keep track of the umbrella satellite. (laughs) Well, she, she, yeah, she has a line of dialogue where she's like, I broke into a facility and hacked their servers 
so I know when the satellites are overhead, so I know when to basically hide myself or something. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. no, there's a line about it that when she's telling Carlos a little bit later why she left them, because they were tracking her. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I. Yeah. A lot of that, again, the science in this is so loosey-goosey, it doesn't even <laughs> need to matter. <laughs> yeah. Again, I keep now thinking about, yeah, why are you going through all this effort, Umbrella Corporation? Like, yeah, who are you selling to? And why is her blood so important? Is it is skill of defending yourself against zombies genetic? Like that's a genetic trait? Like <laughs> blue eyes and brown yeah. hair? Is it like they, they mentioned the second one that the virus bonded with her specifically. Right. And yeah. you know, it made it it involved the T virus on like a cellular level. And in this one, I guess they have a serum derived from the clone blood, which is doing something, but basically just an excuse so they can recreate the Annalisa scene from Day of the Dead. Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean yeah, that's hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've seen Day of the Dead once, but it was funny when he's putting the blocks together and he gets mad and he picks up the phone and I'm like, ah, oh, that's not a phone you'd have anymore. Not just any phone, a Sony Ericsson phone. Oh boy, was it? <laughs> oh boy, pairs beautifully with your Sony Vio laptop. <laughs> Lots of Sony products. I I love how this movie also sets up the most useless, useful ability ever, which is listening to sounds of cans and knowing what's inside (laughs) of it. I love, you know what? They go through great lengths to make these crew members endearing with zero personality. (laughs) They, everyone's got this cute little quirk. Like, and Claire cares so much. You have the can shaking guy. That way. And with cowboy hat. The man with cowboy hat, who's good with a, a high-powered sniper rifle. Everybody has this tiny little detail that the that the author, the writer, Mr. Anderson, pops in just to make you care a little bit when they're eventually dispatched in a brutal, gross way. The, so, the, yeah. The man with a cowboy hat, who is a Paul W.S. Anderson alum, because he was Johnny Cage in the original Mortal Kombat. Oh, really? Yeah, it's Yeah. Out of here, and he's named Chase in this, and doesn't do anything but die. You could no, he, he, he does a lot. He, he oh, he does stuff yeah. on that fake Eiffel Tower, plugging away zombies with buckets of bullets that he never brought up with him. By the way, like I don't know, <laughs> in his tight jeans, I don't know. I guess it has lots of mags hiding in there. I guess that I metal know. must have been really hot. Climbing yeah, oh, baking. Oh, <laughs> again, these are all things I'm now thinking about as I'm talking to you. When I was oh, yeah. in the middle of it, I was just do. watching and having fun. I'm like, oh, this must, I think I now understand. This is a very quick side aside. I now understand what it must be like for people to listen to this show and listen to me shit all over show movies they like. They're like, I don't know. I just had fun watching it. And I'm like, yeah, and this doesn't make sense. <laughs> I'm now having like this reverse reaction of me saying, shut up, Bill. I had fun. Now I'm not having fun anymore, damn it. I apologize to every listener I've annoyed with my senseless comments. <laughs> that that's not true, Bill. I enjoyed the the review of Midsommar. It's okay. <laughs> uh, Midsommar was good. During like the only thing, other thing with the convoy, like when Alice first shows up to the convoy, and then she ends up. <laughs> I was thinking of this. I'm like, oh, she's using the force, and my wife like, no, she's Jean Grey because like she oh stops. My fucking God, God damn it! She stops the flamethrower <laughs> and like curves it so that way they don't get touched by the flame. And it's 100% a Jean Grey thing. That's more an invisible woman with force oh. fields. Like, you can't control... <laughs> can Jean Grey do the same thing, though? Perhaps. Perhaps. But it's more it. like moving objects, not like fire. <laughs> I feel like Jean Grey's made shields before. Uh, well, probably. I know in, actually, in Lego Marvel Superheroes, 
she makes one so you can travel underwater. So also, well, you I know, feel this like... woman makes probably make because this woman isn't that her specialty to make barriers and go invisible. Yes. Okay. You know, I don't think about invisible women much when I think about Marvel characters, just because yeah, well, they haven't been in MCU. Does anyone else also think it's a bad idea to use fire on like fl- on zombie crows? I feel like that would actually make it like progressively worse. I mean, it would destroy them, I guess. Yeah, it's a good I mean, crowd control. Right? It's a good AOE. It's just kind of just set it off everywhere. I One thing I... In the crows, first off. Yeah, I agree with you. Birds are not... I, okay, it sounds like I have tons of phobias. I don't love birds. I don't really like anything that flits, you know? Like, that's erratic in that way. And you're right, Mike. It was a very strong horror moment. But when they showed the goofy zombie eyes on these crows, I laughed so hard. <laughs> I had a large, genuine guffaw. <laughs> That's so stupid. But I had a smile on my face as I said those words. And uh, yeah, the, the goofy zombie eyes on the crows think they've been eating the dead flesh. And then now you got a zombie. Hey, but you know what? If you have zombie dogs, then you can absolutely have zombie crows. But yeah, that scene of them just all covering everything. Ah. Mm-hmm. I, I have a video I have I, again I'm in Texas and it was I think it was right before a big storm and we were driving down the road and there was a scene a scene we were at a stoplight and every <laughs> pole and wire was covered with uh, grackles and and it, grackles are like blackbirds like crows just covered in blackbirds it was terrifying like and again I know they're not going to come to murder me but just all these creatures sitting out on these poles and wires, literally blanketing. I have a picture. I'll have to send it over to you guys. It, it was very unnerving. So it was a very effective moment. And watching people getting their eyes pecked out by, oh, ooh, that's tough. Uh-huh. No, it, it definitely, it's a, it's a, it was a tough scene to watch. Like, it's just such a good horror moment. And like, everything bad is happening. The, the truck gets stuck. The bus, you know, they're trying to hold back the glass. Like, because the bus runs into a bulk. You can't see just all this shit happening at once. And just how much this crew is just murdered by these crows. Because you, I mean, they, they, they cut down a lot of it before that happened. Hey, remember? Remember my favorite part of Bioshock Infinite? Murder of crows. <laughs> Murder of crows is great. I, you know what? Birds pecking things, very sinister and good. So hey, I really thought it was the. There's bad guys on both sides. That part. You know, Mike. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't listen to our three-hour episode about Bioshock Infinite. Would you? Go oh, find I don't even know if, if you haven't listened. If you don't get the jokes I'm making, if you like, if you, if you want to hear me not like things you like, that is the perfect. <laughs> <story>. <laughs> All right, we can't we can't go on that tangent. Um, uh, this yes. is when the convoy. Then she tells them their hope. You know, they come up with a plan to go to Alaska, even though like you're not gonna like. I was thinking to myself like, how the fuck are you gonna drive from Nevada to Alaska and think like you're gonna be okay? This actually makes a lot of sense to me though. I I really like how they approach it, and this is the point where the movie starts really sag. Alice is talking yeah. to Claire, and then Alice reconnecting with Carlos. And this is all the breaths that are taking. This part really does kind of sag like a like a hammock. But I will say I like the presentation of you know Alice found this book. It looks like there may be safety in Alaska. Hey, let's go to Alaska. And the ra- the rationale ends up being what else the fuck are we gonna do? Yeah, no, stay I mean, I like here and die. I and everyone goes like... okay, fair point. And then they I... leave. I think it's very natural. I like that. Okay, maybe I'm. I think it's more of just like my issue with like the Hulk movie. Like they're just how are you going to get you're going to get all the way from the like you should be thinking, OK, we're going to stop here and we're going to go here. Then we're going to go here because like but I guess you don't need all that. You can just drive north. 
for a well, while. That's why they decide to go to Vegas to, yeah. to refuel. They know they're not going to make it. And they talk about it. Like it's clearly not working out. Like they need to be on the move. And it's all set up in the beginning. She says, we have to stay on the move because they all converge. I get it. But it's, I think it's a very, uh, yeah, no, I just think it's 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 a good natural thing, and it serves the movie well because it gets us out of this sloggy middle part where we're all just kind of sitting around campfires and and eating. Yeah, I think it's a Vegas. Vegas is shaking cans. The Vegas part is okay. It's it's a fun action scene. I I have yeah. another. I have like two jokes I want to make though. Yes, please. about about the Vegas joke. So. All right, y'all. So let, let's say Mr. Alberton invites us on the podcast. You know, it's, it's me and Blair and Bill and some random guy shows up and he goes, hey, y'all. And we're like, hey, who are you? And he's like, oh, my I'm 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 John Smith. You know, Mike said I could have the podcast. I'm taking over. Well, how do we know that's true? Oh, here's my recording of him. Hi, this is Mike Alberton. And I think that John should have the podcast. <laughs> See you later. OK, there was a two Simpsons setup of John Smith, 1882 and hello Smithers. You are quite good at turning me on. (laughs) It's like the horrors of AI folks. The doctor where he takes the one voice recording and just like uses it to take, take control. I love it. I love it. That was funny. Amateur odyssey work (laughs) in, in contrast to like, you know, you like okay what else are we gonna do let's go to alaska like he talks to like chairman wesker and he's like okay we have this psychic energy burst in the (laughs) desert and she's with people that alice knows uh yeah it's a high probability that it's her nah we want a hundred percent it's like what else are you guys doing like they're probably like playing ping pong in the break room like waiting for something to happen it's like Whatever, fuel a chopper. If it's her, great. If it isn't, what else have we lost other than like a like a bit of helicopter fuel? A, a, a little bit of time and some effort. I'm Ma, please. I'm playing a game right now. I can't come. Okay, give me 15 minutes. No, it's if it's not a hundred percent, I'm not going up there. Come on, forget it. Not happening. It, yeah, it's kind of weird. Like, why not just? But I guess he just didn't give a shit. He doesn't give a shit. But here's my here's a question too. I thought Wesler was was like I don't know cool and capable not some twerpin's bad sunglasses isn't westler supposed to be like a... gotten there yet i we mean to be fair yet. the games well maybe coder blair can speak I'm to the, i'm saying in the games right isn't westler like sort of badass when he gets powers right blair yeah Kovarak, well that's because he dies in the first one and then i believe it was like shinji mikami or someone was like we never intended to bring him back he was just dead and then someone came up with this idea of let's like bring him back and now he has like weird resurrection powers so he has like super speed and strength and stuff like that they, they didn't add his like because in zero it explains that he's actually a higher up kind of and they that's not added until i think after code veronica as well right well they kind of established in the first one that he's basically with umbrella they don't say like his his rank but it shows him in the like the slides even in 96 where he's like part of the scientist team or you mm-hmm. see like a guy with glasses and it's like oh that's <laughs> No. Yes, to, to answer Bill's, yeah, he becomes a badass later. Resident Evil Five is the big one that makes him a badass, which right hadn't come out yet at this time. Okay, because I'm thinking Wesco. I'm like, yeah, Resident Evil Five. The I next think movie <laughs> will be heavily inspired by Resident Evil Five when it comes <laughs> to Wesker. I can say that. So okay. you'll see. Maybe, hopefully, not a year. Okay. <laughs> 
maybe I'll finally wrap up this damn series. But <laughs> four and five, I think there's a lot more Wesker. At least four. I can't, it's been God, it's been so long. I don't he's in four a bunch, and in five, he's kind of just like he's literally the objective giver because five <laughs> is literally a video game. Okay. <laughs> I remember bits and pieces of five. I'm, I'm watching part of it right now on YouTube, just like clips, and I can't remember a whole lot. But yeah. Oh, and then they get they get to uh they get to Vegas, and instead of being like, oh hey, there's a big container, should we open it? You could be like, no, fuck it, just like get a bucket, and we'll just transfer the gasoline that way. We're not gonna fucking move the open this container. To well, they don't open inside. it. It just gets open when they get too close to it. Okay, I guess. Yeah, so I mean, they don't they don't know if it's an umbrella container. It could have just been something that was there beforehand. Yeah. The only part that I didn't get to me was like, are there no other gas stations that aren't near a tunnel of evilness? Like you couldn't go somewhere, go, hey, well just go. I mean, like, it's Vegas. I've been in Vegas. I can guarantee you there's more than one gas station. But like they said, it was like Vegas, you know, I'm assuming they have infrastructure now that basically it's like, okay, all this sand is coming, so we have to get it all out. But because no one was maintaining it like the sand had just kind of engulfed the state so that's why everything was like half buried so it's like okay we have to get to like the underground of the like casino or wherever yeah i just figured they could i mean like i don't know what i want to say <laughs> so, I, mean, I mean it was okay it was it, it was fine I mean, it was a fine scene i mean i knew like the zombie stuff when they come out of that place and just start running and killing everybody i mean that was fine I I, th- I was a little confused because when they open up that door, maybe I was just in between chomps of chips, I guess, maybe. I don't know. I thought it was like a storage container. So I'm like, well, okay, I guess they're opening a storage container to get. I didn't see it as like an entryway to the casino. I just saw it as like this weird storage container. They were probably what it was. They weren't trying yeah. to open it. They were trying to go past it into the tunnel. And when they get too close to the storage container, she hears something's in right. it. And that's when it they just... It was just like a trap, I guess, because there's an earlier, very like small, like two second scene of the helicopters flying and they're carrying that big, that big thing. That's what. Okay, so it's forgettable. It's like there for just a brief second of of helicopter. It is like a storage container thing because a lot of freaking zombies come out of that one. Like 500 zombies come out. Like it's a clown. Like it's a clown car. It's a. It's like it was. It was like a clown car of zombies, and I kept thinking, "How are these zombies getting out?" So we. So it was just something dumb. Okay. Yeah. Got, I mean, got it. I just thought it was funny how they're all wearing the same outfit. Like, what did you do? Kill these guys and then go? Okay, before you die, put on this outfit. But why? No, they, Don't worry they, about it. They put them. They put them in the birthing tubes right next to all the clear, <laughs> all, all the all the palaces. And and even now, and I hate because I I love this movie, and I guess now I'm picking it apart. Why? I guess they they needed to fight her, but it's like, why even bring, I guess you're testing, it's like they're testing this monster, like this new version of the zombie, but for what means? And again, they just could have showed up and been like, okay, let's, all cards on the table, no guns, let's just have a conversation, here's how we end this, just give us a few pints of blood and we'll fix the earth. (laughs) Yeah, this Not is gonna. Like, <laughs> we're gonna bring our container, our immersed container of super zombies that are gonna destroy all your friends. That are gonna make us even more susceptible to this. And even like, well, I guess they had to set up their like wireless network to like hack her, and they needed time to do that. But like, they could have just like stealthily land somewhere and just worked on the computer. <laughs> it's very. All of this could have been solved with a little common sense and a conversation. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Could you please just give, don't, hey, hey, I think we're all on the same page here, right? Guys, are we all on the same page? Yeah, like, we, we've seen the error of our ways. New management has stepped in. Goofy, goofy Wexler with his dumb sunglasses. He's not around anymore. Let's, let's just, yeah. Not even around. I come, in, I come in peace. It is in a very, different country. Yeah. It's, it's a very, yeah, it's a very good point. In Japan. But, but then we wouldn't get a great scene of people getting mowed, of monsters getting mowed down by bullets and lots of very good, fun action. I, I think it's a very well, again, well done action scene. It is. There's so. one part where Alice spins in a circle for no reason at all just to do it. Like, yeah, I'm like, this I'm works. here for that stupidity. I am super here for that. I, for some reason, again, maybe, maybe it's because we live in an apocalyptic hellscape of our own, right? Mm. Maybe we live in a society that's just literally crumbling around us. Tee hee hee. I am more and more with every passing year allowing I... myself to just enjoy shit. Because <laughs> <laughs> holy God, oh, it's, one it's of getting the... harder and harder every day. <laughs> the things I put in my notes is one of the guys that dies during the scene, his name was Mikey. Oh, yeah. Oh, I yeah. My notes like Mikey dies. Yeah. One of the drivers that doesn't matter of, of the it's convoy. The, the one Claire kind of has a thing with. He's the guy piloting the uh, or driving the news truck. She, she does a lot of neck slashing and chest stabbing and these zombies it's like you know how to kill these things right well next right. time kill zombie well uh, what i was just I was just saying earlier this is like after four but before five so the, i think the idea is the super zombies are a little bit more human so they they will die because a lot of the zombies don't even get headshots they get shot in the chest a couple times and they go down right yeah are they supposed but, to be more? In, I guess they're supposed to be more infected than zombies because Resident Evil would probably I mean four was already out of this time and five's yeah. already in production, so but they, they wouldn't know that. But this version of of the zombie can't be worse than the ones in one. And remember, in Resident Evil one, they made a whole big deal of how many clips am I going to put into uh-huh. a zombie? <laughs> well, they also didn't know what they were like fighting until like they talked to the Red Queen, and she is like you know, blunt force trauma to the cranium or severing the spinal cord is the only way to right. kill them. You know, oh, the whole zombie trope of like, oh, I shot him like 20 times. He's getting back up. <laughs> right. And but I think also in this one, though, because I think some to someone's point, the she's just slashing their chests like she's just giving them like rough lacerations with her machetes. Yeah, like, it, that shouldn't stop them. And then right. they even shut her down for part of the fight when the satellite thing finds her. They just turn her off. Like Which was so weird. I that one another thing. See, I did like this movie until I started talking about it. Damn it. Damn it. I know what you feel like, audience. Audience, I now apologize for five years worth of blathering. I I was thinking like, okay, this is like to be the turn. Like, oh, she's gonna they're gonna turn her off. This yeah. Great. Okay, that's neat with their oldie time satellite. And then she just overrides it and that's it. Okay. But that doesn't go anywhere. She override it she telepathically somehow connects to the satellite and burns out a chip so it doesn't work <laughs> wesker looking at fucking dr isaac just like do you have any idea how much it how much it takes to fucking launch a satellite into space during the apocalypse <laughs> i mean there's since before that i'm guessing yeah but I, yeah. the point is like, now yeah they wouldn't be able to launch a new one like they just have a dead piece of fucking satellite in the fucking <laughs> in, in space now they can't do shit with because he wanted to try to fucking figure something out How's this for thematic, not thematic, Jesus. How's this for some weird parallel? My wife and I were in the midst of watching Voyager. We're slowly but surely watching, getting, going through it. I, I, I kind of love it. I kind of love it. It's, it's kind of <laughs> delicious in the stupidity. I, that's season three. There's some bonkers, wackadoo stuff going on in that one. Boy, oh boy. Talk about edibles. Anyway, we, we just got to the point in season four where 
I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but there's a scene where Cass, she has her final, her final episode. She has a moment where she like fixes things with her brain because she's like evolving to her next level of consciousness or whatever it is. And I had that thought. I was like, this is exactly, I have now seen two pieces of media within the last 24 hours <laughs> where somebody fixes a, breaks or fixes something with their brain. It was a very odd parallel for me. So, hey, there you go. There's two connecting points for Voyager and Resident Evil Extinction. So, oh, yeah, I forgot that they got rid of her. The relationship was essentially Jerry Ryan. Like, we, we don't want this yes, girl anymore. Here they we got literally, Jerry Ryan now. They're like, we don't need you anymore. Whoop, here's Jerry Ryan. And now it's just uh, Star Trek 7 of 9. Now it's hmm? all this now. One, one thing, too. I, I told Mike, and I need, I need to actually, like, commit to it. I want to start, like, editing videos one thing that I, I was thinking of while watching this, I want to re-get the scene where, like, Alice is, like, fighting zombies. And then you have the scenes where, like, the other people are fighting zombies. But when the people are fighting zombies, it's really somber, like, sad music. But whenever it goes back to Alice, it plays Bayonetta's Fly Me to the Moon. <laughs> just, <laughs> just because that's how exactly what it is. It's just her whooping so many people's asses. And then you have, like, three people having a rough time with, like, one zombie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're, they're don't do very good. I mean, because this is when you have... Kmart, who I forget when she tells like her name's Kmart because they found her at Kmart, and I was thinking, so that means Blair. Should I still start calling you Twitter now because I found you on Twitter? <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, I mean, I, I do think I think it's creative. It's also funny that they went with Kmart because like of all the companies you could have thought of, like you you pick the one that doesn't exist anymore. Walmart was too much money. That's, that's right. Copy, that's right. right. Was Kmart still around in two thousand seven? Yeah, no, no, it was. No, it was. I went to one in. 2014 for sure. I remember it with my girlfriend at the time to go do layaway. I, I kid, seen, so it was existed. I haven't seen a Kmart since 2001, and this movie came out in 2007. But I also <laughs> live in Texas. I live in Newfoundland. We haven't had Kmart here since like the Spawn movie came out. <laughs> Kmart didn't actually die until 2021. Yeah. So I guess it was still around a little bit. But yeah, no, I don't think much about like there's not many Kmart's. So I don't know. I thought that's kind of funny. And then, like, during the fight, I, I do like when Alice, like, near the end of the fight, she just, she realizes where they are. Like, when they get the satellite reimage and they to see the camera, they're like, where is she going? <laughs> I, I wanted them to, like, I think they see the tent and like, oh, shit, she's coming here. <laughs> I like that. Like, you just load up the camera, like, uh, oh, no. And she just murders everybody. Like, I thought she was going to get captured or something if I couldn't remember a whole lot of this movie. Well, if, if you go back to our previous episode and listen to my my commentary, you'll hear that I say that Umbrella spent all their money on biogenetics and no dog shit on fucking protective armor. Because in the yeah. last movie, they get pulled apart like they're wearing fucking goddamn marshmallow suits. <laughs> right? Yeah, they don't have good armor here. And what is the name of the black guy again? It's not L- it was a CJ? Or yeah, it's L- it's LJ, isn't it? Put Maybe LJ in my nose, but I don't yeah. know. Okay. okay. Like he's, he's the one that bites Carlos. I couldn't remember. Like, I knew Carlos died in this movie, but I couldn't Man. remember how. And that's Carlos gets bit. And I guess their whole thing. Oh, their whole thing is after they find out about the doctor and they see the helicopter. Then their whole plan, like we were talking about earlier, is getting this helicopter to fly to Alaska from Vegas in one hopefully fueled up helicopter with way too many people on. Okay. Oh. And then uh, Dr. Isaacs uh, gets bit and uses like five antiviruses on himself and it doesn't work. <laughs> I know. I know. All that work. Like, I also he, thought it was funny. Like, they just let him get to it. Like, you know how much those cost, sir? I know. <laughs> Nothing. Because money has no meaning. <laughs> right, exactly. We are in a <laughs> well, society. Like, that none of this matters anymore. Like, when you have that scene when the umbrella guy goes to him and he's like, 
how many viruses? How many antiviruses did you use? And you just see a big empty thing where all the where all the vaccines were. I thought that was funny. And he's like, it doesn't work. I gotta keep injecting. Like vaccine is just the virus itself, but a weaker version of it uh, in most cases. But yeah. Exactly. So inject yourself with more of it won't protect you. <laughs> also imagine like working at a company and being told you're being fired and then just getting shot in the fucking chest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I did like that. And then I guess that's what morphs him. Or why he mutates. I didn't realize he was a tyrant. All the times I've seen I've seen this movie two or three times. It wasn't until this viewing that I realized, oh, he's a tyrant. Weirdly uh, enough, same. Heavily, yeah. I mean, it's what they can do with their low-budget prosthetics, yeah. <laughs> so what was the name of the monster? And, it's essentially a tyrant. Yeah, the tyrant. essentially the Resident Evil Big Bad is like, it's called the tyrant. It's like a monster with like claws, a big clawed hand, and it's kind of heart beating on the outside of its chest. But as the gotcha. games progress and the, the tyrants have like different, Looks. like the Outbreak one doesn't have the heart weakness, I don't think. God, it's been a while since I played Outbreak. Just but, to kind of go, oh, sorry, but just to go to quickly to this moment here. It's a, this is, we didn't really mention the tension and how good the director is at creating tension. This is easily the most, you're saying tension, this is the most tense I've felt in a Resident Evil movie thus far. And one has its moments, two, they try. But this one, there's some real times of dread. Like, there's some moments where she's walking around in the darkened laboratory and surrounded by bodies and all yeah. that fun stuff. It it really, the jump scares that come from this movie are actually pretty effective. And I think really is another reason why I quite enjoyed it. Because it definitely, it felt more competent than what Mr. Anderson uh, mm-hmm. did previously. So, this and this, and this scene that's like where I think we're at now is when they're it's in there. right. Right after it, yeah. after it's because you have the part where Carlos drives the truck and blows up, which was really kind of anticlimactic. Kind of, yeah. I, I didn't. I was really expecting a lot more from that. Like the again, the truck full of wasn't. Wait, they it didn't really the have fuel. They were out of fuel, but I yeah, guess yeah. So how did it blow up like that? Because no, 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 they, the truck. there was fuel there, but they were the the tanker, the the canister, whatever the fuck it's called, the thing that they <laughs> dropped was full of zombies. So there was still gas there. The zombies just fucked them up. Oh, I see. I see. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Now. Okay, I'm going to need to have this discussion because, boy, my brain just went to some places. So, Carlos gets bitten by LJ. Yes, right. Who was just bitten by a regular-ass zombie in the wild. Yes. So, in part two, Carlos got bitten by a zombie, and then he was given the antivirus and was fine. So, his body doesn't have any antibodies for protection? Wow. Oh, Maybe if the vaccines only last six months like they do for COVID. It could be. Because, I, I mean, they probably yeah. mutates. Yeah, mutates. It's been five years. Yeah. Yeah, he didn't, he didn't, COVID he didn't, back, I mean. Yeah, because, I mean, diseases do, or viruses do mutate. Diseases don't. And I guess like, he, he's yeah. coughing up blood right away. But LJ was, like, you know, there for a couple of days. And just, yeah, like, he's we a just got to get there. Yeah. <laughs> just, like, put a brick on the gas pedal with a dynamite in it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they could have done that. There's lots of rocks around here, guys. But I guess he was going to die anyway. He might as well go out in a blaze of glory. Yeah, much better than LJ, who who put more people in peril thanks to his selfishness. Yeah, yeah, so it's like, okay, let's put a rock on the gas panel. We'll light the fuse. It'll blow up the things. Then we'll drive him with the other trucks. Go get it the was, thing. You have yeah. like a, at least the day. <laughs> yeah, but he didn't even, they didn't even drive him to the base. He drives like, it looks like he purposely crashed it before he gets to the gate. Well, cause yeah, it, I think it's just like it's oh he's a bit overwhelmed, I think, with all the bodies. Yeah, because it is plowing through. It is literally doing like vampire survivors style, plowing through <laughs> hordes of bodies. 
that's literally what this thing is doing. And I was that was that was what was anticlimactic about it for me was it kind of does that tilt over, whoa, and it falls over. And I'm like, oh, I wanted this thing just to cut a giant swath through the the bodies, but of course it does not. It does give us a great opportunity to him for him to pop a little joint before uh, before blowing himself to smithereens. That was fun. I did like that. Yeah, that's fine. Funny. It was neat. It was cute. I, it was. As, it was a cute payoff because there's yeah. one other scene where Claire's looking for a finds a smoke machine, but there's no cigarette. So it was a it was a little scene that was just funny. Oh, uh, that that wasn't a cigarette. That was a joint. Oh, I know, but I mean that's what you they were you know talking about smokes, and then it just finds a joint instead, which is yeah, you know good payoff. It's fitting. Good payoff. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Hey, finally found one. <sighs> and then this is when Claire's group gets on the helicopter and and flies off. And the helicopter fo- they should not be able to fit in. And Alice doesn't follow them, which is a little strange. Maybe maybe Alice knows aerodynamics much more than them. Like, hey, I didn't say this could take you all the way to Alaska. I'm gonna try it here. I don't understand why she decided to stay. Like, hey, let's 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 take out the evil she, corporation that's not really doing much of anything. I think I, she I, felt I, that if she didn't go, they would keep tracking her. Yeah, I'm guessing. yeah, that's fair. That's because she doesn't know that they're all dead down there. That's true. Good point. They could have had a line of like, okay, we're going to take the helicopter. Does anyone know how to fly this? Oh, I yeah. my, I took some flying lessons with my brother, wink, wink. Yeah. There's a line of dialogue because her brother, yeah. Chris Redfield, was an Air Force pilot. <laughs> that would have helped because I saw her taking off and I'm like, so you, you, you can pilot this thing pretty quickly. Wow, you're rather good at this. But again, I'm having fun. I'm being, it's being, it's just, yeah. Like, I also... Speaking things that I enjoyed that I was having fun with, like I did enjoy when you, when she goes down there and you have the AI talking to her. That's like you know the sisters of the Red Queen, but nicer. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I want to bring up that AI because <laughs> no, I no I no well not not for the reasons that you think because I'm gonna need everyone if we're coming back for four to put a pin in some of the things she says. Okay. Because, well, this one is like, okay, the world is destroyed. And in part four, there's trees and lakes and crap again. So (laughs) this AI says there's enough equipment in here to synthesize a cure to reverse the biohazard. So she can fix the world from this facility. This is a line of dialogue the computer says... I just want everyone to put a pin in that as we go to four, five, and six. Huh. <laughs> okay. okay. I don't remember any of this. Well, I don't know. I remember that. And actually, that makes sense because I think what Blair's basically getting at is why the fuck do we have three more movies after this? That have a world full of zombies when they don't establish that she tried to cure anything before the start of four. She just went there and did that first when she should have did the other thing first. <laughs> because like there's still zombies, but there's also trees. So they just kind of well, it gets worse as it goes along, especially at the end where they just forget the the, the forgotten the universe that they built. <laughs> I mean, you could say that about this movie because one thing that that is, I've been waiting for the end, but since you're bringing that up, they say at the beginning of the movie that the world's basically turned to a desert, but the movie ends where in Japan it's still raining. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. Yeah. There you Don't go. Don't they go away from that desert thing too, though? Yes, they do, and there's actually okay. a reason for that, which I think is funny because they actually do explain why that scene exists at the end of this movie, but it's spoilers, so I'm not going to get into it. Okay. Oh I yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Yeah, fair. Yeah, I, I, I haven't seen it, so I don't know. Yeah, but 
I it's it's very it's a very well observed point, Blair. I yeah, I don't know. Movie's got a movie. Because this this basically, I don't know if they ever plan to do more, which is I guess why they probably don't tease Chris. Because this very much feels like a conclusion, even though they kind of well, I, I would call it a smart because I'm just thinking of a lot of media now where they I just for example, I was watching a show called Heels. And season two ends on a very big cliffhanger that is not going to get resolved because the show got canceled. And it's happening a lot more in media, I find, where people set up things, either presuming they're going to get a pickup or that they're going to get some way to pay it off. And then this was left unresolved. So people have to think, make a conclusion that works, but also can kind of do something for more, which is what this movie does. Because it very much feels like an ending for the series. and. I don't know if they ever expected to do more, but then I guess because the next one wasn't until another three years later. Yep. Next one is three years and the other two are two years apart. Well, yeah, five is a like two years and Resident Evil six was like 2017. I think it was like a long ass 2016. Oh, no, you're right. Yeah. Five is 2012 and then six is 2016. So that was four years later. Yeah. Damn. Because I mean, there's reasons because people died making. Oh, money. yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, so I guess so. Where are we now? Where are we uh, now? We're at where she goes down down into the lab looking for the doctor because the doctor's okay. locked downstairs. Right, and doctor's locked. She fights the tiger in. I mean, some cool scenes and where she's just, it's or, okay. and also where she finds the clone of herself too. Yeah, she finds the clone, bursts the bubble. Dang, I was hoping that was a better pop sound. Oh well, sorry, <laughs> I've ruined it. Pop, mix that in there. Mix the pop sound in there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> do a little work there, Appleton. <laughs> I. <laughs> So yeah, she pops the bubble, not no no chesticles, <laughs> clone pops out, still covering herself demurely. That's fine. Again, I'm not here for this. That's not not a thing. And all of a sudden she takes on the the bad. It's it's a I'm gonna quote the great Michael K. Hughes. It's fine. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> I'm very glad he's doing a podcast again. That way I just hear him go, it's fine again on a podcast. It makes me very happy when he does that. So, yeah, I, it's OK. It's, it's OK. I do like the conclusion. It kind of bookends well when they go back into the cube room. And evidently, evidently, when you have a clone, clone also remembers all the things that you did. See, memories are genetic, too. See? Memories are genetic. Everything's genetic. So your clone can know exactly how to turn off the computer, even though it was just reanimated two seconds before. It still knows how to do all of that stuff. Again, which is I, stupid, but it's I, fine. I think it's funny that they have the Alice clone program to like wake up and have a panic attack and then immediately go unconscious. <laughs> I know. Right. Right. Well, I think it's more of just like you're being born and your brain can't process everything that just happened. And I don't think she was supposed to be born yet. That's yeah. how I took it, too. Yeah, that's how I kind of go. She, she was prematurely popped the bubble, but then she's perfectly fine enough to just again deprogram the, the laser grid and uh, and save her her herself, <laughs> literally herself. Yeah, it was fine. Again, I think the costuming is really cool. I think that the monster looks good. I think the CGI of the ten- tentacles coming out is very funny and bad. That's probably the worst CGI in the movie. Yeah, I, things, yeah. I laugh at his claw hands because you can tell that they're they're like rubber and not just very rigid. Just rubber <laughs> bouncing around. Yeah. Because they're that supposed one to be shot. like claws, yeah. but I'm just like, oh, no, no, no. These things are like shaking around. 
they're all wibble wobbling around. Yeah, it was not. I, I know exactly the scene you're talking about. It's like a silhouette. He's coming, turning a corner, and those things are just shaking like a like a California quake. Just blah, 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 blah. they smartly keep it in shadow. Yes, yes, they really do. But it's good. It's effective, and he's definitely a menacing monster. I don't love the big bads in these Resident Evil movies because they just these big lumbering beasts. They're well, just tanks. Is that is that also the thing in the, the game? Well, here's here's the thing about the Resident Evil universe. Okay, all of these people, like all these umbrella people, these mad scientists, are like, "I am the future. I am the new god," and they're just big goopy monstrosities <laughs> right. with forty <laughs> eyeballs. Yeah. And like, and that's what I love. It's like you thought you were the future. I am the future. Like you're just a stupid monster. The future <laughs> of the world. Like she has opposable fingers and like is a human being. And you're just like this big. Like you imagine like this guy shows up at the hologram meeting in like a suit and it's like Dr. Isaac's like your weird tentacle hand is like not in frame. Can you like stand still? <laughs> I am the new god. You, you can't even fit in the elevator to leave so this bunker. Do you realize? Door, you can't use a computer. Like, you can't, yeah. you can't even dress yourself. You really can't dress yourself. <laughs> You're not very effective, new god of humanity in the next evolution. You're not an upgrade, sir. You're a downgrade. You're like poor, like you're poor. It was Blair's computer. You can't upgrade it. <laughs> <laughs> don't upgrade. You're not, you're not achieving anything. Yeah, I don't know. That is a very funny moment, but. Hey, we got to see the goop grid again. That's always fun. <laughs> Although it was only like in a little TV screen. And I want to see that slowly slide apart. No. The cube was cool. I was glad they brought that cool. back. That's a movie we should watch. The cube. That's a weird movie. We should a watch. Movie? The cube. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's a, it's a game too. Now, do you know that bill? Yeah, it is. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. There's, a, there's two. There's cube and cube squared. Oh. Is there a third one too? There's, oh. there's cube, cube two, colon, hypercube, and cube zero. <laughs> That's right. It's hypercube. It's <laughs> great. What the hell is this? This is a horror They're filmed, they're filmed in Canada. Movie. They're Canadian productions. That's cool. Right. It is a Canadian movie. We should watch Cube. Let's <laughs> add. Ken Sanity. Should we watch Cube? Let's, let's just pull our, pull our favorite horror friend. If you go to our Discord, you can recommend horror movies in Ken's yes. horror channel. Yes. Yes, you can. I'll put that as soon as we're done here. Like, Ken, should we do the cube? I think the answer should be yes. <laughs> and then after the pretty much the end of the movie is after the clone saves Alice. That's when you get the small scene in Tokyo, which is supposed mm-hmm. to reference, I guess, where Wesker is, even though he's not in Tokyo in the fourth movie, from what I remember. But, oh, yeah, he is. They, mm-hmm. go to, they go to full on Tokyo. God, it's, I need it's I haven't seen the fourth movie since 2010. And the fifth movie since 2012. So. Okay, we're, we're going to have some milder, minor spoilers for the start of Resident Evil Afterlife for Bill. There is actually a small army of supermodels that go to an assault on an umbrella base. Oh, I think I know what he's talking oh, about. Oh, boy. I know what he's talking about now. Okay. But I, I like the, the Tokyo stuff. I like how they, they go through the effort. They do it multiple times throughout the movie to show you how far underground these labs are, and just like they do, like that they do like that hologram thing. They like show the towers. I I still I always like that diagram for some reason. I'm like that's cool, that's cool. And I guess this is when yeah, yeah this is when Wesker's talking, and she comes on the hologram and says, "We'll see you soon," or something like that. Yeah, yeah. with her with her army of cells, friends. <laughs> now here's here's a question, and you can feel free to spoil it. I, I, this movie ends, and I'm like, oh, that's neat. And then I think this is going to get really stupid if the next movie is just an army of her uh, army of Alice's like this is not going to be good. Do we does this ever pay off? 
they no. in they, four, they open with like we have an army of balances. Yeah, it's Kinda, like sorta. it's not it's not as many as there are in the facility, which should be in the facility fixing the world. It's like, <laughs> right. First, I'm gonna go attack a businessman and say, no, 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 <laughs> you fix the universe and then you attack the businessman with your army of clones. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's like no, no, no. Like first, I have to get my revenge on scientist man. It's like no, 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 no. There's like you know, it's like. They do like five, six, seven, but then they basically, again, minor spoiler, they all get blowed up. Oh, yeah. Right. right. Clearly. Also, I, I really hope you're excited for the next 3D movie. Uh, <laughs> I already said it. Hope you're excited for the next three movies, Bill, because the next three movies are when they invented 3D. So people get 3D to death in the next oh, three no. movies. No, 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 no. You mean Is it like all three? 3D? I know five for sure was 3D. Oh, four. Like the actual executioner Magini throws his camera at <laughs> or throws his axe no. at the camera. Oh, no. Oh, no. I can't stand those early three. <laughs> all the 3D movies when they were just shoehorning in a technology that nobody wanted. The, nobody wanted it. The final chapter is not too bad. What is it? The fifth one, which I have, it's funny because I'm on YouTube and it has all of them on the side. Retribution, which is the second to last one, is is kind of like bad. But Afterlife is completely like fucking oh, like yeah. there. There's a scene where like Wesker throws his sunglasses at the camera. Oh, for mm-hmm. God's sake. <laughs> because 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 evidently the I, filmmakers want us well, all we'll the audience to we'll grab them. We're going to grab it. One oh, of my favorite things in the world is. I don't know if anyone else watches Red Letter Media. Yeah, I knew you were going there. The Rich Evans laugh. Um, <laughs> yeah. And and they, for back in when four, when five came out, they did a review of the entire Resident Evil series. So they watched all four back to back. And by part four, they basically were loopy. And there's a yeah. part in four where they just like uproariously laugh. And I just and they have a clip of that, and I constantly go back and watch it because it's so funny. <laughs> the Rich Evans. <laughs> Love that. I can't imagine watching all these back to back. I yeah. Oh, I've done it. <laughs> I yeah. you know what? Yeah, I probably could. Man, I don't drink anymore. This would be so fun with some sort of substance abuse. <laughs> substance abuse. That's fair. Some sort of life modifier, I think, I'm, would be really good to watch these with. You know, I'm bummed because I watched this. I have the I have a Blu-ray set that I bought in 2007. But how I should have watched this, because I indeed can, I have the Resident Evil Extinction UMD disc for PSP. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. I love it. Yeah, that's really funny. Yeah, I, I don't know if I can watch so it's gonna be Blair in that PSP commercial walking around with his PSP going ding, 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 listen to watching Resident Evil. <laughs> it's a nut you can play with outside. Yeah, I don't know. I, I've never done like an edibles or anything like that. I so I don't know how that would be augmented, but boy, oh boy, I'd like to try. Yeah, it's an interesting experience. I haven't done it lately, but it's I like it. And it's legal here, so I can. No, it, they're it, they're definitely nice. It's also legal here, and I can tell you what, you taking an edible for this movie did not fucking help. Well, I was hoping your TV decided to crush try to crush you too. <laughs> yeah, so. after, yeah, I don't like to lie. <laughs> that movie fall for the move when the TV fell, it pretty much just ruined the whole movie after that. Yeah, was, I'm sure your high was gone after that too. So the fun part it is so legal in Canada that like my, my fiance's mom works at a grocery store at the local mall 
where she was born and grew up that like marijuana sales are so high pun completely intended that the grocery <laughs> store is t- carving out another small part of the mall just for that because i think they're like one of the biggest sellers in the province of like legal marijuana weird That's interesting okay mm-hmm. yeah because here they still treat it like they, they treat it like a like a medicine so you have to go and give them your id and you have to sit in the lobby because they don't have enough people in the back and you have to go and they have to ask you what you want and they put it like in a ziploc baggie that you you're not supposed to open till you get back home oh my god here it's basically just like going to the liquor store and being like yeah i'm gonna take like this 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 and you show your id and like okay cool we have one nearby and it's like going to a candy store i i, I went i've been in there like because i was getting some for my wife to help her sleep and, and the guy's like yeah i'll take a pound of peach rings and i'll take a you know i'll take some of this and it was just funny i'm like ah this is great not in texas not yeah. in texas but hey i bet you could buy a gun with no no id nothing probably huh yeah no the yeah. problem i told you guys a story the gun catalog yeah. was the first piece of mail i ever received <laughs> when moving to austin texas i love that story you can I piece together your own ar-15 here you are welcome so, yeehaw speaking of which that that's how you know this movie's also a little bit boring this is the movie with also the least flashiest guns be advised mm. bill and blair or Blair already knows like the guns get fucking absurd in like the next three movies that sounds great yeah this is this the gun yeah the guns the, the yeah yeah when the, when the fanciest <laughs> gun in the movie is something out of call of duty you know which our cowboy man wears or uses yeah that's, that's a good point i didn't even think yeah, about that that's what i love like i I, I don't like these movies like this is, you know, kind of where it peaks for me. And I kind of they just go downhill as like by five. They also have to fight with the fact that the world ended, but there's still modern movie advertising. So it's like we have to drive a 2012 car, but it's like but this 2012 car shouldn't exist. <laughs> I was even off put by. uh but Alice's really, really cool motorcycle. Like, I, like that thing's surprisingly clean and good. And you know, I know they're not great on Just gas, like those things. Everyone's hair and most people's teeth. <laughs> Every yeah, oh yeah, toothpaste was fine. We didn't run out of toothpaste and, or hair product at all. Yeah, except for the hit girl with her rotten teeth. Everyone else yeah. is basically like has better teeth than me. <laughs> yeah, the even the cannibals had pretty decent chompers. Yeah, it was. It's yeah. Uh, I guess you would, though. You would need good if you're going to be a cannibal. So. No, I, I think the funnier one is, since you mentioned that, I think, like, in the final chapter, they very much advertise Alice on her, like, motorcycle that she uses, and it's, like, a brand new, like, 2015, like, Nissan, <laughs> s- like, sports motorcycle. And it's even got, like, a smart screen on it and everything, and the way they, I think the way they, the way they, like, explain it is, like, oh, it's an umbrella motorcycle, so they're just keeping up with technology. <laughs> it's an umbrella that is, ah! <sighs> I am excited to see more of the movies now. More I than I was. Too. I'm I excited am. to talk about them, not so much watching <laughs> I cannot wait to do part six. I know it's going to be a while, am I but, not? like, I mean... it is... So, and I don't like to swear on these shows. It is so fucking bad. <laughs> I've never seen I six. It. I stopped because I my life was just busy in 2016. I didn't get around to it, and I really want to go. I mean, that's the only one I missed. I saw the rest of these, and I've just never seen six. And I'm purposely now been waiting for this podcast to get to it. And even though I control how fast the podcast gets to stuff, there's, to there's more cutscenes in like 30 seconds of like more cuts. 
in 30 seconds of footage in part six than large chunks of this entire movie. <laughs> yeah, that that part where Alice is like beating up the zombies in this movie. Imagine that like sped up like three times. That's like the let the final movie. I just cannot chapter. wait to get into the and now knowing what I know happens in six. I completely forgot the twist and how basically it undermines every piece I th- uh, we're gonna get there. We're gonna I get fucking there. love that twist, Blair. I want you to know that. <laughs> I'm okay. I'm excited. All right, we, we should go to shelf stacker books. Yeah. I think though, and I'll go first. So I came into this with no expectation. I'm like, this I, this movie's stupid. I don't like it, and I left happy. I'm gonna put this in the stack. I had a good time just watching this movie, and I wasn't expecting that, and it was just fun. I mean, it was just a really fun movie to go through. It, well, I wasn't bored. I was entertained. I wasn't messing with my phone that much. I was just watching this movie, and I'm like, did not expect that. So going on the stack, because I still have issues, but it deserves it deserves my respect this time. What about you, Blair? Uh, you know, I was going to say stack, but I think I'm going to put this on the shelf because this movie is, like, super dumb, but I love it. I don't, I don't know. It's it's not... It, like, it's a Resident Evil movie, but it's weird because it's it's not... Because, you know, it's in the franchise, but it's not what I would expect from this. But I just, I love the how it looks. It just pops, like, the way the coloring is. I don't know. And I just enjoy the, uh, I just enjoy it. I love going back to this one. It's probably my favorite Resident Evil movie. This is Water Tide. Okay. And Joe? I, I love these movies. I will continue to love these movies, even though I, I do think this is the weaker of the movies. This is very much a six movie series that I actually do agree. You can actually watch all these movies back to back and have a very fun time uh, under the influence or not. So this is always, always going up on the shelf. (laughs) Okay. And Bill. (sighs) Guys, this week has not been great. Okay. This is personally fine. Work wise, it's been a very brutal week. Yesterday in particular was a tough one. I cannot say why. Probably for legal reasons. I can tell you guys later. Nothing I can actually state on the actual podcast. No, <laughs> it's kind of sucked. It's kind of sudden. Yesterday really sucked. And I sat down to watch this movie at my computer. And boy, oh boy, this is the movie I needed. I needed dumb, stupid. <laughs> I I needed this. And boy, oh boy, did it deliver. I cannot in good conscience put it on the shelf. because Then I really have to redefine what the shelf is. But this is an absolute easy stack, and I would put this kind of at the top of the stack. For all the reasons Blair basically mentioned, it's it's ridiculously dumb, but it's well-crafted done, and it's very confidently made, and it knows exactly what it is. It's not trying to be more than what a movie of this type should be. And uh, the action's well done. I really, this is something I didn't mention in the episode, but I love the fact a lot of this happens in broad daylight. I think that really lends a lot of scariness where these movies are sometimes usually in shadow and hiding things. Mm -hmm. A lot of this carnage happens just in, again, broad daylight in the desert. I think that's really cool and different. So, um, yeah, I'm going to definitely put this on the stack because if I put it on the shelf again, I'd probably have to redefine. (laughs) And really, (laughs) like, yeah, my stuff should be on the shelf. So anyway, yeah, that's where I land. I had a blast with this movie unapologetically. I'm glad. I was worried that you weren't going to like this one. I was, didn't think I was going to like this one either, so I'm glad that, you know, we both did. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And at some point, we'll get to we'll get to the next Resident movie. I, I don't know if it will be a year. I don't want to say it won't be, because who the... I don't even... I don't even know if I'm... what I'm doing exactly. <laughs> but I do... I can say I do want to watch the next movie. So there is that. I will say that. I'm excited yeah, to see it for. I just don't know if I want to wait a year or if I want to sprinkle it in sooner. Who knows? We'll see. All right. And 
Bill, where people find you at? Uh, yeah, I, as I say, feels like every week now. <laughs> I'm, it is right I'm, now because of Spooktober, yes. I know, I know. We're doing a lot. But uh, I do a podcast entitled Gamer Looks at 40. It's a uh, nostalgia blast. Uh, stories and opinions about different games, systems, and eras. It's a big old campfire where people tell stories about the games that matter the most to them when it's at its best. Uh, by the time this comes out, I don't know if I'll be in Final Fantasy land. Maybe we'll see. That is kind of pending and now up in the air, considering how big of a big of a meal that is. But uh, <laughs> even if it's not, there's all sorts of episodes to check out. There's going to be over 100 episodes, uh, including the sideshows and everything else. So a gamer looks at 40, 40 on Twitter slash X if, uh, if, if you're a fan of Elon. And uh, yeah, check out the show. I hope you enjoy it. All right. And Blair, where will find you at? You can find me... On social media, uh, at Blarcade is my handle. On Facebook, you can join the Comic Book Video Games Facebook page. And you can read my work at comicbookvideogames.com. This is coming out in October. Yes, 10-11, I think. Well, Hellboy got delayed. (laughs) Um, So, I mean, it's just keep an eye out through October, early November, because we have... Hellboy coming, Arkham Trilogy, Spider-Man 2, and then Turok in early November, Turok 3, rather, so... It's a good uh, fall season for my particular niche. Nice. And if I can just one more quick thing, Mike, if I can, uh, if I will be attending the Portland Retro Gaming Expo. Uh, I don't know if the, when this is coming out, so it might be over by then. 10, so 12. Probably, 10, 12. Oh, 10, 12. I will be there, physically there. <laughs> if you listen to this on that Saturday, I will be at the Portland Retro Gaming Expo on it runs from the 13th to the 15th. So if you hear this and you're going to be in that area and attending the show, I, I don't have a panel. I don't have a booth. I'm just wandering around like an idiot, like everybody else. So are you, you wearing too, a, a gamer looks at 40 shirt? I don't have any shirts. I don't have any. I don't. I had one with the old logo. I've really been meaning to make a shirt just to wear it, but I'm too. too I lazy. should make myself a shirt. I'm actually in the midst of maybe doing a logo refresh. So okay. you know, we'll get a little stale. But anyway, I do not have a shirt. You'll just have to just run around the convention shouting. Where are you? And, uh, and I'll, I'll be sure to find you. Or just find me on Twitter and find, and say hi. Meet me by the uh, Super Nintendo games. And there we go. But yeah, I'll be a PRG attending. <laughs> Let's see you. And if you enjoyed this episode, there were 500 other episodes of this podcast you can find on, on Podbean. Everything's on Podbean because it doesn't show everything on Spotify. If you want to support the show, we do a Patreon for a little dog vote or Patreon poll. I don't know what it is at the moment. But go check it out. It will be published at, the, at this time. We always have a different one every month. We also have a Discord. We mentioned earlier, if you want to chat with us, you see a link to the, to the Discord. Please join it. We need more people to join the Discord. And then you can com- convince us to do other things on the show. Right. And we'll give a shout out to my awesome intro and outro, courtesy of Helena at Hell Has Fury. You can follow her on TikTok, and you will see in the show notes all her links to everything she has. So definitely in the link tree. So definitely go check that out also. And please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Threads, Blue Sky, and YouTube. Audio only, but we are on YouTube. I think that's everything I need to say. So we will see you guys all next time. Bye, everybody. Bye.